This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Where's your innovation, huh? Sequels suck. Do the same thing. Everyone's happy. It's all about money, boys! Here we go again. Hey guys, and welcome back to another Minnesota Franchise Fatigue. This is a show where we talk about film series one movie at a time. I'm your host, Gabe Greed, and James is back! Hey, dude! Oh, man. I, I've got to remember how to talk into microphones. <laughs> this is this is like a whole new world again. Let's pretend we didn't just spend 40 minutes or whatever, half hour, <laughs> fiddling with mics and exactly. trying to get everything uh, set up. There's, there's definitely a reason I say that. <laughs> yeah, so welcome back, dude. You have a good trip? Yeah, I had uh, a good... I just got back from vacation. This... There was a whole series of stuff. So we we ended up moving, but the place we were moving into wasn't going to open up until another month. So I was over at my uh, older sister's staying in that interim. Uh, and she's got two kids who I love. They're awesome, but they're also very loud. <laughs> and I don't... Like, I didn't have my own room there. So there's there was never really time to to be able to record or space. So I had to, I, I wasn't really able to there. And then I ended up house sitting in another, or at like a, a friend from church, ended up house sitting for him for a week. And then I went on vacation for a week right after that. And it was just a, a series of events. Yeah, well, and I'm going on vacation tomorrow, but I think I'll be back in time next week. So fingers crossed. All right. Um, if you don't. <laughs> So uh, we are still at, or well, now we. I, I've been talking about the uh, the higher series by myself, and now James is going to talk, going to be with us to talk about the last three. And this one will be on uh, Joe Carnahan's ticker. Uh, but before we talk about that, I want to ask you guys if you enjoy the show to please head over to iTunes and uh, give us a rating and review uh, and subscribe while you're at it, and it'll be very much appreciated. So, and actually, before we move into ticker, I do want to get your thoughts on the previous six, I think, uh, shorts. Um, which I think this this was your first time watching through them. Like I, I've watched them. I was already a big fan before I started talking about them, but you have not seen them before, right? Right. How'd you like them? Uh, I, I really enjoyed them, actually. At first, I was like, I you know, I guess this is a fine enough thing to talk about just in the meantime, but I, I had no real expectations for them, but, but I really enjoyed them. Uh, you want to just uh, give us your brief, a brief kind of run through on each of them? Yeah, so the, the first one uh, being Ambush, I really liked that one a lot. Uh, Something that I liked about that, well, really the whole series, um, but obviously this is where I first noticed it, is you can really feel the impact in these crashes. And that was like, with especially with this one being so, way more car chase focused than a lot of the others. Just every time he like zips out of the way and like they crash into this or that, like just that the sound design. And honestly though, one of my biggest takeaways was I ended up, realizing that I really liked Clive Owen a lot. Mm -hmm. Like just that, uh, I think my favorite part was just like getting back. Well, I don't know the, the explosion. There's something really satisfying about that. It's like seeing it from their perspective. When he, when he makes the other car crash in the dark. Yeah. feels satisfying, but just dropping him off and, you know, asking, you know, was it true? And him just walking away like that last little smile he gives and they drive off. There's, it's just a, a good time. Uh, the next one was Chosen, and there were things about this that I liked more than the first one, and then things that I didn't like quite as much. The like the string, like the the score of this uh -huh. one, I love. It's Just so those good. violins going over everything was really awesome. Uh, and there's like 
kind of a floatiness to the camera that I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's, there's, I, I think it's like a helicopter shot, but it, it just kind of feels like it's it's drifting around the car, like overhead. The way I describe that, I think the whole, the chase sequence is like a waltz with cars, uh, with with that music. Like it, the, the music is literally a waltz, but it just felt like a dance kind of. Yeah, and and again, I really like. Clive, like you know him picking up on the the kid and everything, and what him getting the band aid, looking at it, and just smiling at him. Like, are these all just like really fun, lighthearted adventures? It turns out they're not all fun, lighthearted adventures, <laughs> as uh, as I would discover. But these first two were were really fun. The only thing that I didn't like about this, and it it it's not specific or exclusive to this at all. I it happens a lot in action movies. There were so many times I'm like. They've all got machine guns. They should really be laying into him right now. Like him getting trapped and then just kind of backing out. I'm like, that guy has a machine gun. You should be dead. But regardless, it was it was still really fun. And then, so the next one is The Follow. And I really, really love this one a lot. I really like all the quick cuts at the beginning. Or it kind of throughout, just there, there's something about the editing here where it's, it's not... Annoying, like the cuts feel really stylish. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they're just. Cause there are there are some where I feel like, because of the shortened runtime, you want to include a lot of action, and so there's like there's a bunch of cuts to a bunch of different because you can't really have, you know, you're 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 limited to ten minutes at most for for these, uh, but here it felt super intentional, and I really like that a lot. Very soothing and kind of dreamlike yeah that was it was like we we travel a lot of ground through these quick cuts and but again it doesn't feel like we're just like like jarring or anything it's kind of like yeah a stream of conscious editing or so i don't know but i really liked it a lot um and then something else that i liked that i feel like was kind of an effect of this is whenever the camera wasn't cutting and it was just holding on something it made that feel important. Like there's a, a moment I really love in the airport when he's following her and the camera's just kind of moving through the crowd and it finds him in the crowd and it just swivels around him. Uh, and then like just the moment of him kind of lay, or like him at the bar while she's asleep there and then you see him move in and, and he sees the eye and moves back. Like I love, this is, a, this is a 10 minute short about cars and we just have like that extended shot of him there with her and that synth score is really awesome and the last thing like with this voiceover is always like hit or miss for me and here there's just something about I, I think Clive Owen's really smooth cool British voice where he's just kind of t- talking about the, the, the skill of following yeah like just that on top of these kind of dreamlike uh shots and edits and stuff it is all very like calming uh, mm-hmm. and again he's just awesome like you know him giving about like, i lost her don't ever call me again and driving away i'm like ah good times so cool. like yeah. you you could totally see why uh luke Besson thought like i could make a movie series out about about this guy then with the transporter series it's which i actually i actually went in uh I, I rented the uh, the transporter, so I want to watch it again just because after seeing this. Yeah. Now I I remember really enjoying the first two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been a while. 
And then after that, it's Star. This is one I really liked the first half. And then the the actual action was a bit too repetitive for me. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like I can only stare at Madonna, like, bash her head into the window for, like, 15 seconds. And I feel like we've got, like, a solid yeah. minute and a half. I'm like, okay. And I, I think it's also because the last one, so I, I really enjoyed the first two, but it was the third one um, that I was like, wow. Like, I, I'm not just watching this for the episode. I'm probably going to end up, like, showing other people this. I really enjoy this a lot. And it, it, I think... Guy Ritchie's got maybe a little too over the top. And the 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 peed pants choke did not land for me at the end. I'm like, this is maybe just I don't know, it felt kind of cringe uh at the end. But I really like I love the beginning of him breaking the fourth wall and you know, talking to the audience about her. And some of the jokes are really funny, like you know, like the only thing better than her eyes or is her voice and and then you have the cough and you cut there. And then all you hear from her voice is her, like, just this shrieking at everybody. I, I liked all of that. And the dialogue I liked, they're all, just his, everything he was saying, you know, the the only thing better, like, on top of her galaxy of talents or, or whatever he said, like, it felt Guy Ritchie in all the best ways. The director, although I guess you've you talked about, you know, who directed each one and what was funny though about uh the follow is that i've been trying to watch uh in the mood for love and the chunking express for months now because i've, I've heard a lot about wong kar Wai. and i didn't know all the others they say who directed uh who directs it up front i didn't know who this was when it ended i'm like holy cow i love this so much and then it said wkw and i was like i think that might be wong kar Wai, but i don't know so i looked it up and i was like aha so I bet I will like his stuff. I've heard a lot of good things about In the Mood for Love. Yeah, that and like I said, that and Chunking Express. I see on all like, Chunking Express was like one of Tarantino's favorites, and he was a big reason why. Like he helped that get noticed in the states, and then he ended up just being throughout the '90s a big hand and getting like Asian cinema a spotlight over in America. Was he the one who got uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Doesn't that say like from Quint or everything of a different film? I think you think of different. I think that one or Hero, maybe in Hero, because I, I know there's a lot of Asian cinema. Like if you get like the the ones that were distributed in the '90s, a lot of them are open with you know Quentin Tarantino presents because he helped you know distribute uh, yeah with their international distribution. Uh, I said it was Hero, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Nice. Uh, after that is Powder Keg, <laughs> which. Does a did you listen to my when you said on this one? <laughs> I haven't. I because so these like full transparency. These ended up being way more interesting. Like the the episodes or not the episodes the uh, the shorts were way more interesting than I thought. I thought it was just going to be each director directs a car chase, but I, I didn't know that it was going to be more than that. So I'm going to go back and and re listen, like get your full thoughts on them because I'm way more interested in what you think about them now than I thought I was going to be now that I've seen them. I, I, I had thoughts on this one. <laughs> so I, with this one, it's weird. The, the grain, I, I would have lessened a whole lot. I'm pretty sure that was a digital grain. Like I, I added in post. Yeah. It was well, so cause extreme. It, Cause it, it looks like 
I don't know, it looks like a poorly shot home video from the 90s. Like, it, just in terms of its its quality. I, but I, I wouldn't have removed all of it because I, I do like that kind of, that very low-budget kind of grimy look that it has. I think it works with the setting, but not to the extent that he went with. Just because it, it it's... Especially given that there's a lot of cutting and a lot of quick motion in this. Like, it's it's all handheld, and it feels like he's just doing snap zooms and turn the camera here and there real fast. And it, it gets to be really hard to follow. Um, but I still ended up liking it a lot in spite of my issues with it. And it's almost complete, like, the, the just the ambient sound and the music and Skarsgård. Like... The combination of those just created an atmosphere that I really loved, despite being completely depressed. I most of my positivity, and I like, I actually rate this one. I I'm, I rate this one really high, but it's almost just because I couldn't bring myself from like looking at it outside of how much I loved Skarsgård in it. So, I hated this one. I hate every single second of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I said it in my review. I think it's probably the ugliest like piece of film that I've ever seen. Yeah, I um, definitely just, wouldn't go that far. There's, it's horrible. There's a, <laughs> it feels intentionally ugly, Like, which is why it's hard for me to just say it's ugly. Because, I don't know, Like, it looks like... If you, the the style that you'd see of like war journalism and stuff, where like it's hard, like it's a lot of it's out of focus. It's very, like, and it, you, the, what you would have seen had it been shot, you know, whenever this was, uh, like the event took place in in early two thousands. Uh, so, I don't know. I I the the visuals of it. I actually, like I said, if I could have just cleaned up and made it a little bit more clear. But still kept some of the griminess. Mm. So it is fascinating that uh, Alejandro Inuitu went from this to like Birdman and The Revenant, which is all just smooth, long, you know, long takes, and it's, it's a strange um, evolution. Yeah, like I said, I I like just the overall atmosphere. I like a lot in this one. the The scene where they he's snapping pictures and Clive Owen's got the the gun to his head, like that was just super tense for me. Uh, in a really good way and his last moment I love that we see the dog tag with the braille at the beginning and then it's brought back whenever he approaches the mother at the end so just the the characters and the performances kind of overcame my issues with uh, with some of the camera work which was really my only my only complaint with it was just that it, it looked I don't know too hard to see for for reasons that I don't think were worth it, I, I just kind of found it ho- just hopelessly pretentious. <laughs> just like trying to be so meaningful. It's like, okay, whatever, get over yourself. This is a true story about a war journalist who died. Wait, it's true. Yeah, it's actually. Wait, did it, did it say based on a true story? No, there's there, there's a different. Well, okay, I saw two different versions. One of them opened with text saying it was a true story. Well, that's the first I've heard of that. Okay, well. It's canceled game. Canceled game. Without that context, it feels hopelessly pretentious. And with that context, it still feels a little pretentious. See, I 
I definitely didn't feel feel like it felt pretentious because what I loved about it so much with the camera just kind of being in the car with him is I feel like that's exactly that's what he would be feeling like because you hear that a lot from war journalists where they're like you you're taking you're you're there to get these images but you're not you're there for the sake of you know people back home being able to see what's going on and you know make decisions like informed decisions you know kind of breaking the the wall that you'd have between us and what's going on there but they're not there to help the people so i know i've read different things from people who are like yeah you 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 see these atrocities then you snap your picture and you put everything together so the whole thing just kind of being him in the back of the back of the car you kind of knowing he's about to die and regretting not really regretting but just reflecting honestly on, i just wish he'd shut up so I was, oh I, man i had bad. the exact opposite <laughs> i just don't see how it's pretentious it's he's taking pictures he just watched a massacre it's horrible man has a right to reflect off of hey i just took these pictures of these innocents dying <laughs> anyways well i really like this one outside of the 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 weird camera yeah so hostage um let me pull up my notes for this so this is a I, I really liked a lot with this one. Um, like I weirdly enough, my favorite thing was the the actor, uh, like the the kidnapper. The kidnapper yeah. dude. I think he, he was he was so good. Yeah, is really like very uncomfortable. Like this is a ten minute BMW short. And I'm like, holy crap, he's. It, yeah, he's, is he gonna like shoot himself? Are we gonna see it? What do you do with her? Like, I know he really sold it all. Uh, I liked just the visuals of like the uh, the initial approach to the house, kind of moving through the fences and stuff as we follow over the shoulder of these different guys. Uh, and I, I liked the reveal of the what does it feel like to hold a life in your hand? Uh, I thought that bit was actually pretty cool. And then when I like when it comes to the action. Obviously, it's John Woo, so it looks really cool. I will say, I much preferred the spinning cars here than I did in Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> are you all? The, how, how familiar are, are you with the John Woo? Uh, I I used to be way more familiar. Like I I watched uh, what is it? The Replacement Killers. Uh, That's Anton Fuqua. Okay, is it it's just Anton Fuqua channeling? Okay, John Woo. It's it just, a John Woo movie, but it was directed by Anton Fuqua. Gotcha. Is, what about the replacements? Is that the replacements? Maybe, okay, so maybe I did just watch. When, when did the replacement killers come out? Uh, there is a movie called The Replacements. It is a football movie starring okay. Keanu Reeves. Well, never so. mind. So I guess I've dang it. Replacement I've killers is is early two thousands. Uh, okay, it, then, but yeah. it's, it's it has a what is Chayun Fat. And it's directed like a John Woo movie, okay. but it's well, it's I've a, always just made the assumption that that was John Woo. Uh, it's a fair it's a fair assumption but it's not actually him. gotcha uh then maybe it's just been mission impossible 2 and uh hard boiled um uh, that's i think most of what i've seen from him for i i adored this short i think just i i have issues with uh Wu when he gets into like feature films i think he kind of loses track of narratives but i think what he's always been good at is just making scenes and he just take just everything he can to make that scene the most that scene could ever be and i i just i had so much fun with it i think it's just his direction and the way he builds tension and uh, i just had so much fun with it 
All right. So uh, <laughs> with that out of the way, let's move into uh, talking about Ticker. Uh, so this was directed by jo- Joe Carnahan. Uh, he was very fresh at this point. Um, this was pre-Smoke and Aces. Uh, his only big film so far had been Narc. So the story is credited to David Fincher and Joe Sweet uh, with Carnahan writing it. Along with uh, Clive Owen, it stars Don Cheadle as the passenger, F. Marie Abraham as airport guru. <laughs> and uh, there was also a handful of cameos with uh, Dennis Habert, Ray Liotta, and Robert Patrick uh, from Terminator 2 playing FBI agents all, all uncredited. I think only one of them even gets a line. However, uh, Ray Liotta had just been, was, uh, he starred in NARC uh, for Carnahan the previous year. So this was shot by uh, Mauro Fior, um, who would shoot uh, Carnahan's next two films. Uh, he's Anton Fuqua's go-to DP. The music was done by Clint Mansell. Uh, he also does Smoke and Aces with Carnahan, and he works a lot with uh, like Darren Aronofsky. Um, and it was edited by uh, John Gilroy of the Gilroy Brothers fame. And it was released on the BMW website on November 2nd, 2002. Um, so how familiar, how familiar are you with uh, Joe Carnahan's work? I think you've seen uh, A-Team, right? Uh, yeah, I think that may actually be all I've seen from him. So what did you think about this one? Uh, I liked it. Again, it's one where like what most immediately comes to mind is is not even so much the action. It's just I really like Don Cheadle and and Clive Owen. And so this whole like I I really liked their dynamic in the car. Although that being said, I do love the beginning. Like the helicopter crash is pretty great. Not as Mm. maybe not as great as the one in the escape, but. Uh, really cool. Yeah, I I, I noticed they they really kind of darkened uh, Clive Owen's character, the driver, in this, where he's like completely serious, like no nonsense, just stopping in the middle of a gun battle. You know, tell me what it is or get out of my car, kind of thing. Although, um, man, that stopping the, whenever they start driving after the helicopter shooting at him and it ignites the oil, and you've got that little trail of fire behind him, mm-hmm. is worth stopping for. That opening shot was cool. Yes. Where, it's just on the road, the bullets, they see the bullet sparks, they flash up to the chopper and come back down to the car, they go back to the chopper. It's like really that's, just kind of wild creative stuff going on. It's the first thing I put in my notes, well, because it's the first thing we see on screen, but just like the hard open on the kind of swerving around the road as like the, the bullets get close to the camera and then we look, like we kind of look quickly up to the sky and see the helicopter. Like it, it felt like a really cool energetic way to start. Yeah, and... I think th- this does something that could be could have been very cheesy, like both with the the nonlinear storytelling and like the really uber pretentious uh, F. Murray Abraham voiceover. Like it could have so easily just gotten ridiculous, but, but at least for me, I found the whole story structure of this thing actually really effective. It I didn't, I I was kind of you're constantly on the edge of seat, like what is in this? You know what is in this um this box? And they keep asking the question, and and you know we we, see, we open on the chase, then we cut back to where. When um, Don Shooter was given the mission, and that really crazy, like violent car crash when the uh, the Humvee hits their truck, it was like shocking. Um, it's like we we like get bits and pieces of information. Just the way Cardahan teased out and edited together the information. I think using uh, different color grades for you know for um you know the past and the present, which just help helps you. It never got confusing. Um, and then the way that we don't actually get the final reveal of of what is in the the box until the end um i like it actually like almost got me a little emotionally by the end even though it's like it's a 10 minutes short about and we don't even know what it's about most of the time it just like it was just, uh, you know, as a short film uh, you know as a demonstration of what you can do in you know, in you know nine or ten minutes i found it very effective yeah uh 
I also thought, you know, with the nonlinear narrative, I thought he found like a really solid way to cut between the two different timelines and stuff. Like, I mean, you know, with, you know, what is it a, you know, is it bio or is it biological or chemical? And then cutting, and you're like, it's neither, and we're back in the flashback, and so I, it never, I, with that short amount of time they have working with, they they never felt like the flashbacks were like slowing down the pacing given that we're cutting in between you know a chase scene with the helicopter mm-hmm. as far as stylistically carnahan was very new i feel like he kind of came on the scene as like a mix between tony scott and tarantino especially in this first film which i just watched uh the it's like a blood guts bullets and octane it's not a great movie but it was like it was a movie made on no budget with you know, carnahan was one of the leads but it's Kind of fun and energetic, even though it's kind of bad as well. Um, and I, I feel like there's this kind of a Tony Scott edge to the visuals, which is weird because we're actually going to see like real Tony Scott in the next uh, next short. But just the, the the way he the way he cuts the you know, the rapid cutting, the the constantly moving camera, uh, the you know, the really harsh stylized color grading, and I think he does that style pretty well. Yeah, it's <laughs> the last thing is. It's weird seeing those uncredited cameos because the whole time I got a little bit distracted at the end because I was like, "Is that's that's Ray Liotta? That's that's got to be Ray Liotta." And he, t- like, I had to wait until he took the song. I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's Ray Liotta for the whole yeah. last, last little bit." Um, oh, one little touch I did quite like was you know when he stops the car, like you know, tell me what this is, and he opens it up, and then we cut to the him driving to the airport, and we see that. He's the one who's now carrying the case. Like he's accepted the mission now. He's bought into it. It was like kind of a cool little touch, you know, to have right at the end. You know, he's been doubting the whole time, and now he's in on it. Um, yeah, very fun. So, uh, what would you rate this one out of five stars? And how how do you rank the series so far? Oh, uh, I didn't give star ratings to these. Uh, I just have a ranking. Uh, so, my, my for my number seven, it is star. Yeah, the second half just did not work for me a whole lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Number six is Hostage. <sighs> I I don't know. I they they drug for me. They drug out like the being in the the trunk a little bit, just like just, just a hair too long. I was like, uh, okay. And I I just I love the first part more than the second part. Number six is Ticker. Uh, I I ended up really caring about the narrative more than i thought i would especially given the runtime number five is chosen and it it was like the weird little things that i had mentioned whenever i talked about that one that kept it from ranking higher i went back and forth between chosen and ambush for a bit just because of like (laughs) there were so many times i'm like just put a bullet in his head like 10 feet away and he's backing up slowly like you can kill him yeah number three at this point would be uh ambush which is that is a lot of fun. I like I like the guy he's protecting a lot, and that their last little exchange is super fun. It's at, it's at the end, but it it kind of retroactively makes the whole thing even more fun. Just just with those characters. Uh, number two at this point is a powder keg, which I know uh, you love so much. Wow. Uh, I I really love Skarsgård in this, and I this is the one that made me the most emotional. Hearing his last moments you know reflect on what he's done and who he could have helped but didn't or if he helped by taking pictures and then 
bring the braille dog tags to the mother who's blind. Oh, I thought it was great. Uh, but my number one uh, is the follow. I just everything about it. Just stylistically, I really loved. Narratively, it was more interesting than the first two. It wasn't super dark, but it also wasn't just kind of a here's a fun little chase scene. Like I, I like the narrative. I like one car wise style a whole bunch the music was really cool uh yeah it's it's definitely my favorite of them by maybe a little a decent bit okay that was different than mine uh so i i i would give ticker about four out of five stars i've uh, come to quite enjoy carnahan style uh so my number one is chosen i just i found this like to be so elegant and lovely just and the way he shot and edited the cartridge together was completely unique number two is hostage just john Wooby and john Wu love it a uh, hostage was also so chosen is five stars a uh, hostage we another four stars and then ticker is number three number four the follow it'd be about three and a half stars i enjoyed it like it was very soothing very well put together i felt like it wasn't quite long enough for me to get like fully emotionally invested though um number five is ambush like it's a good car chase doesn't really do much outside of that. Number six, uh, so, uh, and Ambush was three stars. Uh, number six was Star, which I gave two stars to. Um, it had some fun Guy Ritchie-isms, but it got kind of irritating fast for me. Okay, yeah, that's that's how I felt as well. Like, all right, she's hit the window seven times. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the seven is Powder Keg, which I gave one star. Absolute pretentious drone. How is it pretentious? How is it pretentious? It's reaching for... Um, well, maybe because I I hated it. I hated every second of it because it's the as I said, I think it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Oh. Like as film, just badly shot, badly graded, just everything about it's terrible. And so, and I, I felt just like it didn't actually have anything to say. It just trying to say things, and like, dude, you're a BMW commercial. Get over yourself. Have have some fun. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's, that's where I get so far. All right, um, so that was our review of uh, Ticker. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, again, I'd like to ask you to please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Uh, if you want to like us on Facebook, we're there as Franchise Fatigue Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter as at FranchisePod. Uh, we're also on Instagram as at FranchisePod. And if you want to find our older episodes, you can go to FranchiseFatiguePodcast.com. And our next mini-sode is going to be on Beat the Devil. Tony Scott doing Tony Scott. It's It's fun. <laughs> All right, uh, so until next mini-sode, we will see you later. <laughs>